Welcome to Think Out for Your Imagination. This podcast is about the imagination of me, Jennifer Purcell, and other neurodivergents and neurotypicals, and how our imagination is still vivid because we are neurodivergent, and about my imagination I used to have when I was little, and bringing it to life and sharing it with you. I hope that you enjoy this first episode and that you will be inspired to email me if you want to be interviewed about your imagination that you had when you were little. I will put my email in the podcast description for you. Good evening. So tonight's episode will be about what inspires architects. Today we will explore what inspires architects to create beautiful buildings. The first article is titled, Architecture Career, 10 Reasons Why It Is For You, by Michael Riska. We will be exploring two articles today. So what motivates a person to become an architect? An architecture career is really about providing a service of creating a functional environment for clients with a variety of needs and wants, having a passion for understanding different types of people and cultures helps fuel the process. One, you love projects. You naturally organize everything under the phases, a beginning, a middle, and an end. You take pride in the process and thoroughly enjoy each phase of the project. You constantly go back and forth between thinking the the details and the big picture of the project. Number two, you have preferences, lots of them. Many people don't have any preferences about the stuff you have preferences about. That could be about how things look, work, or operate. Maybe you have a strong opinion about how you drive to work every day. Maybe you overthink things. That's okay. Number three, you stink at math and don't care. (laughs) A lot of people say, I always wanted to become an architect, but I'm not very good at math. I can't tell you how many times people have said that to me. Reality is that many architects aren't that great at math either. The ones that are use those skills to become engineers. Number four, you have a passion for people just as much as buildings or environments. You love learning about human beings, their cultures, and their differences. It is a never-ending topic of fascination. How are people different? How do they live differently? How are people affected by geography and climate? How do religion, economics, and personal beliefs change how people interact with their environments? And then you look at how the architecture is affected. Excuse me. How do poor people live versus rich people? Excuse me. How do people in LA or NYC live versus the rest of America? How do Americans live versus Europeans, Asians, or the rest of the world? How do disabled people live and interact with the environment? Oh, that's a good one. How do humans interact with the architecture is what makes it so exciting. Number five, you have a passion for space and environments just like you do for people. You're highly affected by your surroundings. You can see, feel, and understand the energy in the environment. You may have relationships with objects, buildings, and spaces similar to relationships you have with people. Number six, you can... Be both a generalist and a specialist. Architecture is such 
a broad subject that you can never learn at all. My professor once said, architecture is a reference profession. profession. Architects should not, shouldn't try to memorize everything. They only really need to know where to go to reference the information they are looking for. All architects are generalists by default. Being a generalist is beaten into them. Every step of the way, it's the point of architecture school and the licensing process. They generally know a little bit about many different subjects to be able to guide their support team of specialists. Number seven, you actively design everything. Design is about making decisions. Designers actively enjoy the design making process in all areas of their lives. Everything is designed, or shall I say, goes through a similar design making process. Every decision that presents itself provides an opportunity to practice the decision making or design process. Number eight, you are willing to sacrifice something. Um, everyone sacrifices something for their architecture career goals with becoming an architect at some point. Maybe it's a relationship, their social life, being in college for a long time, graduating with an enormous amount of student debt, or even their mental and physical health, which I don't recommend or support. Number nine, you are inspired by creating something great. You are competitive, resilient, disciplined, and motivated, and you love your work. You look for opportunities to get ahead and are ready to seize them. If working all night while everyone is sleeping is what it takes, you are okay with that. The ability to hustle when needed is the most important skill an architect can have. Number 10. You are inspired by your teachers and mentors. Most architects who are further down the path than you are will completely transparent will be completely transparent with how they did it. They want to help you succeed and be the very best guide to becoming an architect. The bottom line, architecture is an amazing profession. My list tends to be more personal than other lists about why you should become an architect. The decision to pursue an architect career can and become a licensed architect has turned out to be the best decision I have ever made. Okay, I need to take a water break. The second article is titled, What are the factors that inspire architectural design from the build review? Quote, imitating nature, the environment is the primary source of inspiration for many designers. Nature is a treasure trove of many excellent ideas that we still try to learn and uncover today. Some modern buildings mirrored their designs from nature. It is one of the most proven and tested ways of extracting pure ideas. The term for this technique is biomimicry. Purpose-driven. Sometimes brainstorming can only get you so far. A reliable way of any designer 
to get inspiration is by thinking of fitting the designs and the project's purpose. By contemplating the various forms of presenting the project's aim and in essence, its creation will shape. This method is one of the best and most common in terms of use. And the next one is story driven. A narrative is also an excellent source of inspiration. Um, a simple story can be a perfect foundation for an idea or concept. Take the Burley sorry, as an example. The inspiration comes from a rising sail because the people and the area's culture revolve around fishing. The buildings tell people about the story of the people, the land, and the culture. And the next one, um, an outlet for emotions. Feelings can also motivate and inspire a designer to create something grand or bold. Indeed, most of the beautiful artwork we see today comes from what the artist felt at the particular time. Designers do the same when creating a concept for projects. Often they dig deep in their guts to find that flicker of emotion that will eventually bring their passion. Um, shapes and objects. Even using a simple shape can be a starting point for an architectural design. The self bridges store in Birmingham early bowling shopping area is an excellent example. The curved method of compromising the curved method compromises loom discounting, creating a futuristic and recognizable stru structure that one multiple allocates the near after finishing it. Uh, imitation of previous works. People refer to it as the highest manifestation of flattering, but it is a proven method for getting a fantastic piece of inspiration for many designers. Many structures around the world are copies of iconic buildings. Some people may think that copying these buildings is a form of thievery, but others would argue that these structures result from a strong feeling towards the work. History. From the Great Wall of China and the Eiffel Tower in France to the Big Ben in London, every city has its history and an accompanying monument that encapsulates it. Architecture is an essential element of many accounts. From the Arabic Quad and the Forbidden Palace to the Taj Mahal, many designers will employ historical structures as inspiration for current designs, gothic steeples and stained glass windows are still in fashion as focal points in various residential and commercial structures to create something spectacular. Conclusion There are other means for designers to pull inspiration from sources that are not conventional for now. These are the basics where one 
can commonly extract the essence of various concepts, getting new ideas from these essences. It's not as easy, it's not an easy thing. If you need one for your next project, consult a professional who can guide you into making the next one. End quote. So I hope you enjoyed going through those two articles tonight about what inspires architects to create beautiful buildings and artworks. Um, I will again include the links to the articles in the description. Thank you for listening. I hope that this week's episode of Think Out for Your Imagination brought new ideas to your mind and reminded you of when you were little and would imagine and pretend and play with your friends or yourself and create games in your mind and you know just be just be a kid and have fun and you know what it's like to dream it and do that and be able to um, be a little kid again and you know believe in things like fairy tales and mermaids and um, wonderful creatures. I will talk to you next Thursday.